Do you struggle with keeping on top of dinners? Is life really busy, but you still want to eat great food? Well, you've come to the right place. Join myself and David as we help you with easy everyday food, recipes made simple, tips and tricks, and we'll answer your culinary questions with lots of laughs along the way. Welcome to the Sarah Butler at Home podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Sarah Butler at Home official podcast. This is episode six of your weekly lockdown lift with nice things to eat, life moments that make us laugh and cookery confessions. Sharing this podcast journey is my brother-in-law, David. He will make sure that I don't burn the broccoli and Rosie doesn't climb the curtains for the 15th time. So, how is it going? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? You've had an awful shocking busy week. I've had an awful busy week. <laughs> yeah, really have. Um, I was. Uh, I met you one day at the school on the school pickup, and you could just tell <laughs> by it's the look. Been a particularly busy week. Uh, welcome to the Sarah Butler at Home podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing to listen with us. It's episode six already. It's hard no, to believe. It's flying. You know what? We've got an exciting day today mm-hmm. uh, for two reasons. Yeah. Uh, the first reason is uh, you've got some very special news, which we will talk about shortly. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the whole stuff that you were talking about last week. You were saying. Ooh, I've got a secret. secret. Well, now you can tell people what the secret yes, is. Secret reveal. So we'll do that on the way. And also, today, we have a special guest. A very special guest. Today's guest is Fiona. And uh, we'll tell you more about it before we get to the interview. But it's well worth having a listen to mm-hmm. because this woman... Really amazing story. She just brings fantastic positivity yeah. into your day and into your lives. And her story is one that should be listened to. So 100%. We'll, we'll do that on the way yeah. shortly. Now, we start with, as usual, a couple of quick questions for you. Instagram questions about food. Um, the first one is about your best chicken goujon. The goujons. There's a trick with uh, your chicken goujons. So you get your chicken, and what I normally do is I'll pop it in a Ziploc bag, give it a little bit of a hammer in there with your rolling pin, not too much, and then you cut it into nice strips. Into your flour that you've seasoned, into your egg and then into your breadcrumbs. Now, another little tip with the goujons is use burger buns to make really good um, breadcrumbs. Okay. And if you don't have a blitzer, you can actually use your hands just to break them up. So burger buns for breadcrumbs. Sometimes when you blitz bread, it can go um, kind of doughy yeah. and it doesn't stick well. Yeah. So burger buns. And then you pop them into your, I always shallow fry them in a in a pan, frying pan with some sunflower oil or crisp and dry. dry. Dry? <laughs> crisp and dry. Posh, crisp and dry. Crisp and dry. I didn't even go posh. Dry. I'm really not a man. Anyway, sorry. Um, the secret's out. Oh, God, that wasn't the secret. Now we have two secrets. Oh, no. Uh, so into your, your frying pan with the little crisp and dry. <laughs> and um, once they've, they've browned, turn them over or whatever. But the, the top tip is to put them into a tray with a wire rack so that they're not sitting in the tray and all the grease is coming off them. They're raised so the grease drips off them and then pop them in your little oven that's preheated for about five or ten minutes to crisp them up completely and onto kitchen paper. So that's that's the tip. I did hear um, a couple of people uh, from the Cork direction talking about uh, somebody, because you you say burger buns. Well, Mm. what this particular person used was, uh, do you know the Tato waffle crisps? They're they're smoky bacon crisps, I think. Uh, And he, he got them, scrunched them up. Yeah. I've um, heard of cornflakes been used. And somebody's used Weetabix uh, oh, before. Weetabix? Yeah, Weetabix. Uh, I'm not sure about the Weetabix one, but the, the taste of waffles. That you know could what? be good, yeah. What would it be like seasoning your breadcrumbs and seasoning saves you the job? think I could chance that. Yeah. The other question you've had, uh, if you've had one, you've had 50 questions this week about the salads. Yes, everybody wants the salads and salads are brilliant because... 
you use up everything in the fridge and there's lots of variations that you can make. So, you know, we spoke last week about the, the traditional Irish salad was a leaf of lettuce and a half tomato and a boiled cheese. egg and a bit of cheese. So there's so much you can do with, with your salads and varying them up and using your pasta and your rice. You know me, when I have a big get together for us all, I'll always do a big buffet and you'll have a big rice salad, green salad, pasta salad. There's so many different things. So that is uh, something. And it's about your dressing as well. I mean, when we grew up, it was, it was salad cream. Yeah. Then it was possibly mayonnaise. Is there a difference? I don't really know. Um, and then you start to introduce different kind of dressing on Do you ever your... have salad cream with chips? No. Yeah, it's really good. I'll chance it. Yeah, salad cream. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, it's all about the dressing and you can make up your own dressings. Again, all that stuff oh, available. Oh, so easy to do, yeah. You, you have a lot of that stuff in your, on your Instagram page yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, now, let's tell people about uh, this new project that mm. we have coming, which is just fantastic news. Uh, for anybody who's struggling with the whole week by week cooking thing. Yeah. So I found for my followers and everything I do is for them to make their lives easier and to try and adapt food into their lives. So I've discovered that time is real issue and kind of variety and using up stuff that's in the fridge. They find they're dumping a lot of stuff and there's a lot of food waste. So I have come up with a brand new course page. And in this, I will basically go from your shopping list and I have about seven or eight dishes, recipes. You've got noodles, you've got um, salads, you've got steak, you've got chicken, you've got gorgeous different types of potatoes and how you can cook them in different ways. And the whole idea behind it is, right, you're heading off, you have a busy day, you want to have a quick tea in the evening, but a nice tea. So it's all about marinating that meat in, like if you saw me, I had like every jar out and mixing things and potions and testing them and (laughs) trialing them and here, see what that tastes like, do you like that? So I've really put an awful lot of work into it. These are all kind of my own recipes that I've come up with so that you get that meat in a Ziploc bag with the marinade either the night before. It takes three minutes. Um, Throw it in the fridge. Let that do its magic overnight. And then you come home and you just pop your noodles on five minutes. You've got your meat there and that's the meat that's going to give the flavor. And you're using this. You can have this chicken with that noodle dish or you can have that steak with that rice dish. Mix and match. It's a little bit what I used to do with the wedding invites. Pick your design, pick your price range. So you can mix and match. So you could potentially make like 30 different dishes based on learning how to do these core basic ones. So I want to... I want to find out, how, so what do I do? Do I have to join up? What do I do? You, on my Instagram page, there will be a link in my bio and I will also be talking about it over the next week. Uh, it's starting next Saturday and I will guide everybody through every day. They'll come on this page. I'll say, right, it's Monday. We're making this tonight. Get this done ahead. Have that ready to go. And then the great thing is, the leftovers, as I always say, make enough. If you're frying up some chicken or you're popping chicken in the oven, throw an extra three chicken breasts in with the marinade. And what you can use your leftovers, I've shown them how to make these gorgeous wraps and baps and how you can use your salad so that you don't have a load of salad left over. And also how you can make, you're heading off to work. So while you're making up your salad that evening for your tea, get these little um, tubs that you can bring to work with you and make a mini salad mm. up so that's in the fridge ready to go mm, ready. or for yeah. himself going off to work <laughs> so the whole idea is to save time but make really good dishes I love the way I asked you a question about how do, how do I and then you've gone straight back into more recipes <laughs> um, so if I want oh sorry yeah <laughs> so uh, you go into your bio and your be a Instagram link in my bio and that will bring you directly into where you can buy the ticket and then you will be directed to the page where I will accept you as a, as a 
And this is this this is limited. It's a limited amount of people. It's a limited course, and it's that these recipes are exclusive to this page. They will not be on my Instagram. The main page, page. Yeah. and and there will be uh, no advertisements, no, no. sponsorship, and there's like that. unlimited access to the page. It's not going to end after a week, so you don't have to follow along. But all the content will be there if you decide next week. Oh, I'm going to make that, and you can pop on. And there might be some good deals there's available on discounts. it as well. Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. some discounts with some local suppliers. So oh, it's, it's great. It's good. So I'm really really excited because I've really spent a lot of time thinking about it and testing and trialing and I really think that people are going to benefit massively from it So the Sarah Butler at Home official is your Instagram mm-hmm. page from there go to the bio you'll find out all the details about this it kicks off next Saturday, Saturday yeah. uh, and it's very exciting and for anybody who's just uh, looking for their week to week and they're saying oh, the same food mm. on a Monday this just something different how you can put it and all together and the weather's getting lighter you're yeah. not interested in a big heavy casserole so it's really really light stuff that's filling and just the flavour I mean the steak dish that I do there's a marinade there that I made up and I mean I'm not one to self praise but it was so good yeah it really was. I was like, I impressed myself. I surprised myself. <laughs> the, I'm very impressed with myself today. <laughs> Hold on. My head is just, I can't. <laughs> Exploded. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm back, back to hating myself yeah. again. Uh, no, so that's very exciting yeah, news. Yeah, so that's great. Keep a very close eye on the Instagram uh, and on the Twitter this week uh, for more details mm-hmm. of that. And uh, of course, uh, in the middle of all that, you're still doing the cookbook, which... Uh, still is- doing the cookbook, yeah. So I met with my publishers last week. Um, so it was lovely to meet them in person because um, it's been Zoom since so I've now got my draft that I need to go it's like a tennis match you're over and back and over and back uh, but I've a little bit of time with that because that's not out to November so um, sure I said I'd throw in the cookery course just to put myself under a little bit more pressure Fabulous. why not why not indeed right um Let's get to our special guest. Yeah. Um, let's t- talk about her. Um, we were lucky enough to get a, an interview with Fiona Morgan Coleman. And uh, Fiona has a really interesting story to tell from, I mean, she was one of 10 children. Mm, amazing. Uh, she went around the world, travelled everywhere, uh, studied in college, ended up in the guards. Yeah. Uh, but that journey has taken her right around the world. And uh, she's had her own personal journey in the last couple of years which I think is really important for people to have a listen to all of that she couldn't she's the most positive person yeah. I've ever met she just puts you in good form Fiona actually made me I, you remember I, I'm a big, big person to wear black clothes my wardrobe used to just be black always black mm. she's the person that made me start to wear brighter clothes yeah she really is yeah she has that she's about so her, positive yeah. she's so positive yeah. uh, and um, just full of life energy mm. and sweetness and kindness and uh, she do anything for you so I think you're going to enjoy this yeah. interview um, so uh, here she is Fiona Fiona you're from originally from Tipperary am I right in saying originally from Tipperary yes yeah, so I grew up in the town of Nina in County Tipperary um, I am one of 10 children. Wow. Yeah, I know. Like, How was that? Oh my God. You know what, lads? It's only as you get older now, you just really, really think back to all the good, the excellent, fabulous childhood memories, you know. Especially, I think, when you have kids yourself yeah. as well, you kind of, you know what I mean? Um, and were you all close in age? So, well, yes. Very close in age. Like, there's only 13 months between me and my brother. And then I think the most, the longest my mom went was about four years in between, you know what I mean? Gosh. The youngest, the second youngest to the youngest was four years. There was four years um, difference and there. And girls and boys. Makes there sense. was four girls, then four boys, and then two girls. Oh my wow. yeah. where do Where do you fit in? I, I came fourth. So we grew up in an estate and we had three bedrooms, the whole lot of us. Wow. In wow. So bunk beds were yeah. very popular then. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then we extended one bedroom into a fourth room, so like that. And then when the last child came 
the eldest moved out. Yeah. So we were still all at home. So like, there was you know a time I mean? that you were all there. All there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, can you describe to us what dinner time was like? Oh my God, it was crazy. But like, you know what? My father worked and my mom was a housewife. Mm. So she was at home every day doing the dinners and she loved bacon as well. She, like I still remember all of those black forest gattos, like brown breads, everything. Like she yeah. could do anything really. She was, br- she's brilliant like. But um, yeah, dinner time was crazy. But I remember when we were coming home from school, especially if you were first to the table, you were first fed. Oh wow. So it was a race to get yeah. home. And I remember looking at the watch going, all of my sisters and brothers and different, you know, the classes going, I need to get home before them because I need to be first to eat. <laughs> But no um, crack from the last one. No. Oh my, that's <laughs> exactly like, and at least then if you finished first, you, there may have been leftovers. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, it was really good. Like, and yeah. can you remember what kind of dinners were they? Were they bacon and cabbage? Was it? Yes, a lot of that. It was mainly, you always had like, what family, Irish family didn't yeah. have potatoes, bacon yeah. oh, and cabbage. Yeah. Turnip was even a big thing with yeah. my mum. But always the meat dishes as well. Like, you mm. know what I mean? The beefs. And I suppose in a way she had to be you know what I mean? She was feeding a big family, like, mm, and yeah. I suppose we had very little as well. So mm. she really had to, yeah, make do you with had to what go far. we had. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. But like my grandmother then as well, um, and my grandfather, they used to grow cabbage as well in the back lawn. They okay. had a little cabbage. so you they used to bring us the vegetables there, as well. Yeah. So yeah. we we had a lot of and that. And would you, you all know? sit around a table, or how did you fit twelve of you around? Do you know what? It was like there might be five or six at one stage and then there might be a few so really you you waited you waited that was yeah because I've did heard that. about this like big big families where yeah. they have to have two sittings because there's not enough room around the table oh for we them. definitely yeah. didn't all, we, we all like scrunched in together like, yeah. but still you'd wait like even when it came to Christmas or that was yeah. made like there was definitely two sittings so for that the, like. the wow. now extended family with husbands and grandkids must be you, you'll have to Crazy. stand outside to get everybody everyone outside for dinner I know yeah well actually would you believe but my parents have moved since so oh, yeah. they live out the country now and, and I wouldn't mind but the main room like is like the kit, like is in just off the kitchen is the biggest room and okay. I know why they made it so big yeah. now because there's so many of us yeah. wow. I mean, so there's plenty of room now for everybody to sit around with each other Yeah, which is great but yeah that wow. was really a grew up Ten, did, ten children uh, did did all of you go to college did some go to college you know what yeah the majority a lot of us did like you know what I mean but I was only talking about this this morning to a friend of mine so um, my eldest sister only went to college we'll say as a mature student because at the time to be honest mm. with you they couldn't afford to send yeah, her to course. college yeah. That's, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean it wasn't you know so she worked her way up and then went to college yeah. she's now a lecturer at NUIG wow. like, you know what I mean it's, oh, wow. yeah it's you know amazing. and then then the next sister down she will say she loved hairdressing so she became a hairdresser and now she's a barber so two of the family are like two, hairdressers and, Sarah yeah, as well, Sarah's yeah. a hairdresser too wow so yeah, Sarah loved it too and she became one. So then, yeah, my, my older my older sister, Jeanette, she went to college, I went to college and then the boys, some of them went to college and then some of them, one of them is a plasterer and yeah. the other one, like, you know, it's... So it's the sums, if you need anything done, surely there's someone in the house like, that like, yeah. You have a full team. Yeah. You can build a house, the full team <laughs> is there. Uh, you went to college in Galway, was it? Yeah. And uh, what did you study when you were there? So I studied science. Okay. So, yeah, I went to college in Galway, studied science, and then we will say my I majored in anatomy. That would have been my main, you know, what I mean subject. But I was only. It was funny because I was even talking about this to a friend of mine. I was in. Do you know when you went to college back then? We'll say, in your third year, you had to pick a subject that you really. You had to pass. You had to get over fifty five percent. Right. And then with that subject, you'd go into fourth year and you'd have your degree in that. But I actually chose microbiology because I I was after getting the grades in micro and anatomy. And I was in microbiology and I was there for a month and then 
the lecturer was like, Fiona, I don't really think you're really happy here, are you? And I was like, you know what, I'm actually not. Mm. I think I made the wrong choice. <laughs> and then I went and the, there was only 20 people allowed in the anatomy oh, wow. um, class at the time. And I went up and I met the president of the college and I just told him, like, I love to do it. And they let me in, oh, wow. like, oh. about two months later. I absolutely really? loved anatomy. Yeah. Anatomy is just a fabulous subject. But like it's really like so there's what a lot would you to be it, like. with that. What could you do as a job? Well, loads, at the time they were offering me jobs to go into other universities to do all the practicals with okay. all the other students. So yeah. that's a main a, a big one. Loads of people go on then from that to do physiotherapy. Okay. Some people go on and to do medicine. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know so what I mean? So you've done your four years, but you'll still have to do mm. A few years for medicine. Yeah. So Fiona decided um, she was going traveling. And I actually had this conversation with the lecturer in Govan. He was like, I never did it. You're yeah. dead right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get Just out there. Go. Head off. Yeah. And yeah. that was it. And how did the guard right. come about? Yeah. So I went traveling for a year. OK. Yeah. So I worked in a sports shop at home at the weekends. As you do. And the butchers cleaning up <laughs> in the evenings. Fridays. Evenings and Saturday, it was right beside the sports shop. So that's how I kind of got myself through college as well. Like, you wow. know what I mean? I mean, I think everybody had to have a yeah. part-time job back then. But, um, yeah, so I was there anyway and finished college. And then I said, right, I need to... Head off. Head off. So, yeah, I went travelling then. Sorry, that's what I was saying. I was, I was saying I went travelling and I came back then and I worked in the sports shop that I had been working in since I was 14. So I went back to that and then I was like, no, I need to go again. So then I went <laughs> back for a year and a half. And where did you go when you say so the first year I did the whole I did Australia but right. it was Australia only so did I spent a year in own? Australia I went over and I met friends of mine over okay. there all right. yeah so it was great so like that I worked on all carrot farms really oh I did all I did the that backpacker <laughs> really journey the bananas up in the like you know but look at Australia was just amazing and then I came back and I was in the sports shop and then I was like I still really I still had the itch to go back Big so then change. the second time I hit South Africa Wow. Then I went on to Australia for three months. Then I went on to New Zealand for a year. And I did I did Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand on the way back. I don't, wow. know, I don't know about you, but we, we haven't travelled. Really we have not <laughs> lived. <laughs> and, and when I was in those countries, like I did, we'll say when we were in Australia, like we went to Bali. Do you okay. know what I mean? We did, we'd have like, we'll work for these three months yeah. and then we'll go to Bali. So you worked to make the money worked to go to off. Always to worked to make the money. Do these treks and different places that you go yeah. and see. Absolutely, and yeah. we did Fiji, we did Cook Islands. Like, I honestly, travel is just wow. huge for me. Like, yeah. I love it. And it's really, it's something that if you start it young. Yeah. So we'll say when I was in college, I had, you know, the way you get your first year um, in college. What's the thing for America called again? The, the visa. visa. The, the, yeah. The, yeah, you know. But it's the, the college one, the school yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come to us. It will. And I got that. And then I went over to America, you see, with the friends. And mm. that really gave me the urge then J1, to travel. J1. J1. That's it. <laughs> We're all like yeah. thinking. Everybody's like darling. I got a very legal J1. Yeah. I went yeah. to America. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So then I went traveling and I came home from that. But that was 2006 now. So you're back in yeah. the country. Back in the country now. And Fiona needs to cop herself on now. Settle down stage. now. Settle down. I'm getting older. I'm, ter- <laughs> I'm like 27. Oh. I'm like, right. Come on. Yeah. But this Nearly lady was married years. for about five years when she was 27. <laughs> so I'm there anyway and I'm playing. You see, I played a lot of soccer in yeah. my growing up. So I go back and I'm playing soccer. And then the man that's over the soccer team, like um, sponsors, one of the sponsors is like, Fiona, I have um, a restaurant here in town, a bar. Would you like to come working in it? And that was it for me. Then I says, right, I am going to go and work for you for a few months, but then I'm going to get yeah. a real job. Like, this is in my head. Like, I'm going to do it. So that would give me yeah. the encouragement, yeah. Yeah. you know, to yeah. go on and do something else, maybe. Like, 
So I started working in the bar and of course who keeps coming into the bar? Only all of the guards. Oh right. Because the guards are training in Templemore. Nina's goes to Templemore yeah. so they're staying in all of the you know the hotels in Nina and stuff. So they're coming in and like that just chatting away to all the lads yeah. and females everybody. They're like what do you do with yourself? And of course I'm six foot as well you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like what? And I was like well I've just home from travelling and I don't know what to do and they're like why don't you join the guards? And I was like not a bad idea. Had you wow. ever thought Well, you know it? what? It, it was always said to me because really? of height. Height. Yeah. People okay. slapped me on the back. You'd make a fine guard. Really? You know, this kind of chat. Like, you know the way, like... Yeah. And did you think, I can just see myself at the side of the road holding one of those guns. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, maybe not there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It was always... Um, I suppose I looked at it from the sporting, the sporting yeah. point of view as yeah. well. The training yeah. was... There was a lot of... Um, challenges. There was a lot of challenges. Yeah. And the fitness aspect was big as well. Like, so I was there going, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing it. And then I thought, I'm kind of good with people. You know, mm. when you know that you get on yeah. well with people too, I thought, this might be good. And then I suppose from chatting to guards who were already in, it they were like geez Fiona I think you love it yeah. you know from chatting to them so then I was like god I'm going to apply so with that about a week later <laughs> public jobs on the independent like literally was on it and one of the girls who knew that I was had interest was like Fiona there you go apply wow. and I applied for it in October and I got called in February so it was really quick yeah I didn't, really you didn't have time to think about it so it was great and I loved it wow. oh my god Did I have you? to say Great. I have to say I loved it. I loved the training. It was just unreal. Two years was it or how long? Two years training then, yeah. But like that, it's just, you know what's really nice? You're going there and you're staying in a place with so many other mm. people. Like, you know, and all different ages. Like at the time, it was under 35, wasn't it? So you were 28, you had 34-year-olds, yeah. 35-year-olds. Yeah. You had people married, not married. Do you know what I mean? And then you'd very young. Like I had, I have the best of friends now of girls that were only in their 20s. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And wow. yeah, it's just really, really nice. And and yeah, where really did you go it. then when you yeah where were you stationed, yeah. stationed so I went I did my training in Limerick so okay. I was down in Maristone right and then from there I moved to Shannon and I'm in Shannon since and I Shannon as it. in in the town Shannon like town well okay. Shannon covers the town and the airport okay it covers all oh, of it and right. it covers the you know the other countrysides yeah. around it like you know yeah. what I mean um, Wow. Six mile bridge. So that's the Fiona. I, I'm just wondering, how, how did she end up in Shrewd then? Where did that happen? <laughs> oh my God, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, I know. How did I? I'll tell you how. So I was running marathons. And at the time, there was a half marathon on in Limerick. Right. And of course, I wake up that morning. And you know, I didn't feel too well. A few little female problems, you know, okay. yourself. And I was like, well, nothing that two diphene won't help. So yeah. <laughs> I took my diphene and I said, I'm going to run. And... Off I went and I ran, yeah, I ran the half marathon. And after, the, oh yeah, so my friend that was coming with me wasn't running at all. And she was like, I handed her, we'll say my, my phone and everything. my wallet, everything. And with the car as well parked up. And I said to her, I was like, Emily, you take this. And she was like, where am I going to meet you after it? Like, what am I going to do? And I said, meet me in Classy's Bar in Limerick. So everybody knows Classy's yeah, Bar. I think famous. it's now called House. But yeah, it's where all the rugby play, you know, mm. that was like, anyway. I ran it anyways and I was delighted with myself and went in then was there afterwards I went into the bar so I walked in and all I could see was this crowd of lads and I thought oh dear Jesus and I'm there on your own salty face from the sweat from the run (laughs) everything like like oh they like crowds you know yourself going oh god I I really was out of place yeah I'm not gonna lie so and then the physio told me that I wasn't to run this half marathon because I had a bad knee at the time Right. And I was like, of course, I ignored that too. So the diving really helped with that. <laughs> so I was limping after the, the run and 
I came back anyway and of course there was a group of lads there and they were all of course giving me grief Great Some of, in a nice way now I yeah. won't say they were messing one lad was like I think you need a physio and all of this now that wasn't my husband I just want to make this clear <laughs> <laughs> so then poor David came over to me and he said um, are you okay and I was like oh thank god somebody's asked me I was like actually I'm fine I was like I was meeting my cousin I was supposed to meet her here but I said I don't know what's keeping her and I don't know why she's not here but what my cousin had done was she moved the car from the car park to get down closer to the pub in the middle of a marathon in Limerick. So okay. you can imagine the traffic that she got stuck in. So she's literally two hours late at this stage and I've gone, oh, oh no, no God. phone, no, no nothing. phone, no money, her. probably nothing, no oh, money. Goodness. I had nothing on me, sure. I just have to run the race. So anyway, in fairness to David, he goes, I'll get you ice for your leg if it's sore. And would you like a drink? And I said, Do you know what? I'll have a beer. Sure. Why not? Yeah. And I had the beer. And then all the lads kind of came around. And you know what? We had the best crack. Sure, I was Brilliant. there with them and they were telling me about they the They were in their element. And they were in their, so we had great fun. Very good. And then it was guy. after that then that David contacted me and yeah. It's not mad. It's so mad. Like, How did this happen? Because even David was like, it was probably, at, um, I could have really not went to that yeah, either. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? To the, the Sliding doors. Like, like how yeah. things just fit and brings people together. And where is David from? David's from Shrewd. Oh, so, so that's he's from the link. Now we're yeah. getting there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. David's a Shrewd man, yeah. Born and bred. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it took me right up there. But yeah. you know what's lovely though? It's it's only 30 minutes. It's 25 minutes, 30 minute max drive mm. to Galway. Yeah. yeah. From Shrewd. So yeah. like you, I feel like... You're everywhere. You're in the middle of everywhere, I mean? yeah. Like because I was in college in Galway, you know mm. what I mean? I know the ins and outs yeah. of the place. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So yeah. So okay. settle down. Settle down. I had two boys. Got, did you get married? Get married? I got married. Yes. So, that's how we met. Yeah. I did her invitation. So that's how we know each other. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, so we're beginning to fill up the circle. So you contacted Sarah and said, "I need wedding invitations." Yes. Mm. yes, that was it. So we used to stand outside. I think we kind of instantly clicked. We did. We used to stand outside the office when we we'd, we'd walk. I'd walk out with you, and we'd be standing outside for like an hour, yakking <laughs> every time she was into I know. it. And your kids were small even at the yeah. time as well. Yeah. So I remember. I they probably were, had them in under desks they were, in they were baby carrier leg. Like I remember yeah. that, yeah, you know. Yeah. But no, Sarah was fantastic. Like in fairness, like when I came to you know the wedding invitations, mm. should them for my forty birthday. Yeah. Like Sarah, I need more design. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're very good though. Like you know. So well, that's yeah. how we met. That's oh, how very we met. good. Oh, yeah. The stone that we used on our house actually is from David's quarry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So oh. we're connected already. Uh, yes, didn't uh, even uh, know and it. I know the quarry in Shrewd, so now I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Very well, good. Then, yeah, so I met David and then in um, 2015 we got married. Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> She's not looking at Sarah to say, was yeah. it 2015? Oh, looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, with COVID and everything, the yeah. years are just weird to me mm. now. Yeah. Like, you know. So yeah, we got married with two boys. Callum is now six and Pierce is four. <laughs> Busy. Busy, yeah, busy, yeah, but no. like busier when they were smaller. Now I will yeah. say it's a lot mm. easier now. Are like, they buddies? You know, are they buddies? With they are. They do oh, get on great, right. but they're completely different. Callum is sort of like tractors, machinery, mm. mad, and Pierce is just give me a Nintendo DS yeah. or really? something yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fast, like fast car <laughs> or a monster truck. They've not. They've nothing really in common that way. Yeah. But anyway, they started football this morning. The two of them loved oh, it. Great. That's that's great. Great. It's great. And it's great that they're out now with their kids I know, playing. Because yeah, yeah. you know, with school, it's just literally drop on. Drop yeah. on. It's just made a huge difference to all the children's life. You can see them, they're an improvement. When they went back to school, they're with their friends mm. or their buddies. You can just see them just improve and grow up in front of you. It's just yeah. fantastic. I know, yeah. I know. It's great. So yeah, it's then, Fiona, you had the world turned upside down on you. Yes. Oh, God. So tell yes. us about that. Okay, so. Well, I'll tell you exactly when it happened. So back in April, I went to bed and I was lying in bed and I literally was just lit- scratching 
I could nearly show you here because it was like, I was just scratching say, just my chest, chest area and just chest. obviously tipped down to the tip of my breast. And next time I felt this hard lump and I kind of jumped. Mm. I got such a fright because yeah. it was really like prominent when you when I was lying down. Yeah. The lump was definitely not prominent standing up. Like I, okay, it, that's, that really? was the difference with mine. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was lying down and next time David comes down to the room that night and I was like, geez, David, I'm after finding a lump. I was like, feels like one you know what I mean now I'm quite thin I'm not like mm. you know I'm bony so yeah, yeah. you know yourself like you feel one thing you think it's your a rib bone yeah. or something you know you wouldn't really know the difference so he sort of started feeling he was like no Fiona it's definitely not the same as the other okay. side there's definitely something there he's like just go get it checked of course I'm the kind of person I don't want anybody else worrying about anything I'm going to take it all on yeah. you know what I mean so I was like you know what it's nothing I was like I'll go and get it checked I was there going it's probably just bone or whatever so I ring my doctor the following day and I said it to her and my doctor's in Shannon because I'm stationed down yeah. in Shannon. So the doctor there, she's a female doctor. She's fantastic. I went to her and I literally, she checked it and she told me straight out like this. She goes, Fiona, you know what? She goes, it's either a cyst or it's breast cancer. Oh but I didn't even get a shock then because she was just cu- sort of coming up with this. Like, yeah. I mean, she wasn't telling me what exactly what it was, but she said it's one or the other. But she said, I'm thinking now, she goes, more than likely it's a cyst. Okay. So that you was sort of like, calm. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I was actually calm about the whole thing because I just, because you know when you're fit and you look yeah, after and yourself, you're you honestly do think. What age were you at the time? 40. Yeah. And you're a very positive person as well. So you, you would be half, yeah. glass half going, full. This isn't, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this is, I'm not, I'm not going to get cancer. Yeah. Like, honestly, and I don't like, I can say that like hand yeah. in my heart. Like I would have thought out of all the things out there, I wasn't going to get cancer. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And then um, I went to doctor. She did that anyway. So then I was called for a mammogram and a biopsy on the same day in Limerick, in, in the hospital in Limerick. Mm. So I went that day I'll never forget it it was a few days before I'd planned a family holiday with my mom my sisters and the kids so I went there anyway that day and they did the mammogram and the mammogram came back clear oh everything was fine so I'm like the relief the relief yeah, yeah. Mm. so they had done a biopsy but when I went in and saw the doctor obviously the doctor was looking at me excited you're 40 years old your mammogram is clear the chances are this is just yeah. made me assist yeah so I was just like, you know, I, I don't really want to worry because I'm going on holidays. Do you think I need to worry? God love me. He was like, no, 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 you'd be fine. So I'm on holidays now with my family. We're over in Spain. I'm having a great time. Um, and then um, I could, the lump was there, but I didn't really think about it. Do you mm. know what I mean? I, I think in my head I was completely Free. Yeah. This is done. That's yeah. finished. That's it. They yeah. said it's okay. So they it said it's fine. So yeah. yeah. So I enjoyed the holiday and I came home and I'll never forget. I was working the night shift in Shannon at the time. I was working, we'll say, the night before my appointment. I remember saying, oh, God, I better ask my sergeant now, can I have tomorrow night off because I have that appointment the next day and I won't be able to go to the appointment. So anyway, I got the night off and I went in to the hospital and, like, literally, I go in and I sit down. And I don't know what it is. Do you know, you know like, I suppose, energy and mm. body chemistry you, and all Did you know straight away? I knew straight away really? there was something wrong. I just knew. Oh. I knew when they said, come in, sit down. I just, oh, Fiona, I just knew. And I wasn't expecting it. You know what? I was actually on the phone to my husband a few minutes before that saying, mm. David, guess what? I was there going, make sure now I have enough in my account because I want to go shopping in Zara. Like, because yeah. there's a Zara in the Crescent. I was excited about shopping. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. going to the Zara was like a big thing for me from there. <laughs> so I was just like... And you're like six months, so Zara. Oh, oh it was long legs. I love it. Like, I love that shop. But anyway, yeah. And, you know, I was just like, yeah. So I went in there anyway and they were like, uh, Fiona, sorry to let you know this, but you have oh breast gosh. cancer. And I was just like, oh my God. I was shocked. I was like... My God, what does this... Now, in fairness to them, when they tell you, 
they'll nearly know like you know what I mean they're nearly they like this is, the, it, yeah. this is what we need to do and this mm. is what we need to do so after you get your diagnosis then they have to check everything else yeah. so they're doing you know all the other different CT scans yeah. and all the rest so what happened then was they saw from another scan that it had spread to my lymph nodes oh. but so they call you in for that then and then they're letting you know that it has spread to your lymph nodes but then they have to do a biopsy on that right. to see if it's cancer but as everything was going along, I knew that the cancer had spread. I knew from from because you trust these like, yeah. from looking at the X-ray, they know that it's what it is yeah. nearly most of the time. Yeah, but they did for me anyway, and yeah, so I had it in my lymph nodes as well. So I had stage three breast cancer. Like, oh my god! I had it. I was carrying it for about two years. Really? Yeah. Wow. And from then, how long was the treatment? Okay. To the day that you kind of went, I'm clear now. Everything is good again. Okay. So, what they say is this. When they take out, we'll say the cancer. Okay, mm. so what I had to have was I had to have a mastectomy of the left breast and I had to have an auxiliary clearance so to pull out all your lymph nodes. When they took out my lymph nodes, they took out 22 lymph nodes, 17 of them were cancerous. So what they're saying is that the other four aren't. But they're yeah. around, So yeah. like, just we're safe. hoping that it just stayed in this place and it yeah. hasn't gone anywhere else. Okay. Yeah. They can't guarantee you that the cancer hasn't traveled through your lymphatic system okay. to another area so you have to have chemo okay. so after the surgery what they'll say is that you are actually now cancer free because they've taken it out mm. of your body but precautionary yeah. is you have to have chemo and you have to have radiation so i had eight sessions of chemo so the chemo i started then the end so you have to recover from the surgery first so that takes about six to eight weeks okay then when your body is good enough after that, then they'll start you on chemo. It's like everything. You have to be able for it, mm. don't you? Like So the chemo started, I think, was the last day of August. That went on until December. Yeah. So eight sessions of chemo until December. Finished in December, early December. And then they give you another month's break. And then I had the 35 sessions of radiation. So I finished the treatment all in all in February. In February. So what they say is, it's definitely going to take a year out of your life. Yeah. And yeah. it does. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. guess what? It sort of takes a little bit more. And I'm not saying that in a in a negative way. Yeah. I'm thinking your body needs to recover after all back. of this as well. It needs to come back. Yeah. So if you were to ask me now, Fiona, how are you feeling? A hundred percent now. Mm. Like it... And that's a year on yeah. from when I finished treatment. I think, I think that comes across really. I think that, that, does, that positivity Because you've turned that into a very positive you, thing. You started your Instagram page. I started my Instagram page the day I found out I was being yeah. I was diagnosed. And I started that page thinking I was going down like to Zara. Yeah. To think you I'm were just setting buy, up an Instagram page. I was page. setting up an Instagram page. I didn't think anything of breast cancer. But what I did then was, you know, like everything, when you set up an Instagram page, you know, you, you kind of go, well, I might get a few followers if they yeah. like my fashion. Like, I didn't want the followers because I was after being diagnosed with mm. breast cancer. So I didn't tell anybody until just a few weeks before my surgery. A week before my surgery, I think it was. I came on and I told them. And then people were like, oh, my God, how did you keep yeah. this going? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you're going through this. And I was just like, because, you know what? It, it really helped me. Mm. It well, was the interaction people with people you. behind you. It was unreal. Yeah. And even going through breast cancer, like there was days there where I was sick as... I was so sick on the chair and like you get the message going, Fiona, mm. you'll be fine. You'll yeah. be like, you know what I mean? Tomorrow will be a better day yeah. for you and all the rest. So it was really, really good. And, you know, you get so close to these people yeah. as well. Like, you know, yeah. like I know it's all messages and stuff, but yeah. I can't wait to meet all of these. Like, I know. Yeah. You know, because we haven't seen yeah. any in so long, you know. And then you did the book, The Little Things. Yeah. Then I brought out the book. Yeah. So, you know what? I kind of wanted to bring out something that had. I love the whole quotes thing. Yeah. If I go into a shop, I like to read something nice. You yeah. know, if I pick out something. So, 
Yeah, I was thinking, I was there going, what would be nice? And I suppose a diary is something that I really needed going through yes. my treatment even. Yeah. Like, you know, with um, hospital appointments. And then just, because honestly, this the chemo brain is a real thing. You really? do start to forget stuff. Yeah. Yes, they say that. They were like, they okay, call it chemo brain. Know that. Did you know that? Yeah, you do really like, but now I'm not going to blame You're the putting that, that much concerned. poison into your body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, no, you're, you, exactly. You're a bit scatty, yeah. like, you know, so... I started, I was there going, it would be great for that. And then I just said, I'd love to just bring out a little book and just mm. to have it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and you know what? The easiest part was writing the quotes. It just came naturally, so naturally from me. And I'm journey. not even no way a writer or anything yeah. like this. It just was something that just flowed easily for me, you know yeah. what I mean? And that just went fantastic. That and you know what? So fab. many people have bought it as yeah. well and they're so happy with it and, and they're still buying it. Oh, like it's, it's lovely. Yeah. It really is lovely. Yeah. And it's used quite a bit in our house and I think it's used quite yeah. a bit in your house yes. as well. Uh, yeah. It's always knocking about. I just wanted something. it to be something like if somebody has even been through something themselves, if they're going, just write it down. Like we forget so much if yeah. we just don't. And it could be something really small. small. But everybody goes through something you in know, their life. Absolutely. And that's what I said. And it doesn't have to be like a cancer diagnosis. No, it can be, it can be anxiety. It can be anything. Yeah. And that's and people want to start writing that those things down. And mindfulness is such a big thing mm. now, you know what I mean? And all that. So even babies, like, you know, you'd write down their feeds. That's what I was doing, yeah, Sarah. Yeah, that's what I did in yeah. another notebook. I was getting and it's up lovely with the to boys. find them. I yeah. found one recently going, Oh yeah. my gosh. Two and, and a half ounces of half two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I'd say that lightly. I did all of it. <laughs> As David says, You asked me to do it and then you were sitting beside me like, I mean, what was the point of it? <laughs> like, You're doing it wrong. We just actually think that they can't do anything. God love them. Yeah. We you don't want to know. Where, uh, yeah, you, I feel that, that pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember on Joseph's uh, Our Little Fellas his christening night I do remember that I had to do the night feed that night and there'd been a fair big party mm, I think you were at it, it was. and I remember uh, lifting Joseph out of the cot to give him his bottle and saying to, to him and to me do not judge your father on tonight's <laughs> performance <laughs> because I think most of it would up his nose but anyway I know stop <laughs> it but look at yeah so so do you have like after the whole cancer and everything that you went through with that do you have a, like a new appreciation for your body now as as a temple do you really watch what you put into it are you more conscious of that now I would say definitely 100% mm. but you know what though Sarah more so than even like what I would put into it I mean you know the certain things in your life that cause you stress yeah I had to get rid of those yeah. things I had to like things that I would have taken on I just had to say I can't take on this anymore yeah it's too much and you know what in everybody's lives like whether it be something going on in your families, your immediate family, your other family, you do take on stuff yeah. if other people are going through it. Like, yep. yeah. so then I was just like, actually, I can't. And do you know what? Sometimes, even though, look at, I'm always there for all my family and they're always there for me. I don't mm. mean it like that, but there's just certain things that you just can't take on that are going to cause you stress. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, no, can't be dealing with it. And you know, I suppose even with my own job, like yeah. even going back to that now, there's certain things that I'd just be like, I, I can't yeah. take mm. it on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? At the end of the yeah. day. But it's learning the ability to say no, no as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And knowing your boundaries. Exactly. David. That's it. Like, yeah. and now I do know them. And even for my husband, like who's self-employed, that would rely on me so much to do so, like to do a lot. You know what I mean? There's only me and him like. Mm. So it's like he goes out and does the work. Who's doing the paperwork? Yeah. That's me. That yeah. lies on me. So I had to, there were certain things that I had to say to him to go, okay, I don't mind doing this, but please don't expect it. You know yes. what I mean? And yeah. it was like that. It was just letting people know that this is where you are and I don't. And do you know what? I really don't want to get sick again for yeah. other, you know what yeah. I mean? For certain things. But that's so. a really great thing to learn to do. And yeah, and that's hard. It's hard. And it it's, is hard. And you know what? I'm, 
I'm not sure about I can't speak for the men but it is hard for mm. females I find at times it's hard for them we to take say everything it. on and I'll do it and you're sure like you're trying the mothery thing and you're yeah. trying I'll, I'll do it and don't worry I'll take over that yeah and then you're putting yourself under the pressure to have everything done right and definitely yeah. and I was coming home from night shifts and I was taking kids out to school yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like I mean what, no sleep yeah and then trying to go back home and get in a few hours sleep knowing that they're going to be coming home from school and then mm. the guilt yeah. the mom guilt the mom for, guilt oh I can't be in, sure what child allows you to be in bed yeah. when they're at yeah. home they think yeah. there's something wrong with you so yeah. there was a lot of that so look at it's good now at the minute do you know what I mean like I mean I've had time to recover thank thank god work have been so good to me like you know what i mean and i've had that time to kind of repair and just yeah and the whole outlook in life definitely there's just things now that i would just easily walk away from That's yeah great. you yeah. know what i mean so, very easy like yeah um, and so documenting the whole situation was really important for you and yeah. that could be an advice for people who are in uh, another situation yes um if they're in whatever situation just just write it down yeah. and keep a documentation and maybe share it if, yeah. if it might work for people to share their their uh, their life it some other people say it's the last thing i would do is go online and tell somebody that i'm mm. going through this kind of treatment um different horses for different courses but definitely writing things down uh, now, would you have advice for anybody who is going down the same path at the moment? Would you, or would you just say, look, you'll find your own path? You know what? That's the thing as well, and I, that's a good, that's a good question. The thing about it is that every, you know yourself, everybody deals with things differently. Yeah. And some people might look at me and my journey and go, oh no, that's not for me. That's mm. way too positive. And I don't mm. mean that like in, and that's you know everybody to each to their own. Like you know what I mean. And. And the only reason I know this is from my Instagram account. Like, I mean, you'd have some people going like, seriously, blah, blah, blah. And you're just going, this is my life. Yeah. And this is how I've dealt with it. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, I I really admire people for coming on and messaging me, which to do every day. But I always say, this is my opinion or this mm. is my advice. But like, you know what? If they just think that it's just the time, like it's the treatment. And once they get over the treatment, they're going to get through it. I have a really good friend at the moment, um, Pa, God love him, and he was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And he sends me little voices on, you know, Instagram and stuff. And we're chatting all the time. And he's like, Fiona, I've got one more treatment left. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like you. I'm going to powerhouse yeah. through this. And I'm going to, and that's what I want. That's what yeah. I love. Yeah. I love to think that I you're am helping, helping so Definitely. many. You know what you mean? Like, and if, if it's only, if you're only helping one person. person yeah. That's exactly my point. You know what I mean? If you help one person and look at, to be honest with you, even on Instagram, the amount of ladies that have messaged me that said, Fiona, only for you to yeah. get through it. And that's what you need as well. Because if you go on to Google, David, mm. which mm. I did, mm. my the cancer that I have on Google gives me a lifespan of one year. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, because the paper was per, was published over 20 years ago mm. and they haven't done a new one since. Yeah. Okay. So I was raging with myself for Sarah, doing that yeah. that I did that yeah. but that's a human instinct to do mm. and we will always go for the worst case yeah. scenario we will look for the worst story yeah so you, you say oh well I'm definitely not going to read that that's my advice to yeah. a lot of people that are going through it please don't read Google mm. read it if you need to know exactly like like you know your cancer what it is Specific. like you know scientifically wise or something mm. but the advice that's what the oncologists and yeah, the, the nurses mm. and the professionals are there to yeah. do to talk to you and tell mm. you yeah. and you know what even when I went into the oncologist and he saw I had a big mass of long blonde hair up in yeah. a big bun and he just went, oh, Jesus, he said, he said it straight out. He goes, oh, you're going to lose that. And it was his reaction to me like, he's like, I'm so sorry, but see that bun, that's gone. And he goes, that's going to be gone after your first treatment. 
So I was like, oh God, so I had to get my hair cut up short. Yeah, because for, for a woman, is the, for, for anybody. Mm. How was I that? I was so hard. I cried for four days straight. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I felt like I was a different person. Really? Yeah. yeah. So what I did was, literally, I went to the my hairdresser and I got it chopped first. So what yeah. I said was, I'll get it into a nice, you know, like yeah. the little pixie. Yeah. I'll do that first. But then after the first treatment, you'll see the fluff is coming yeah. out and the pillow and stuff. And then I said, why would I do this to myself? Every day. Yeah. So I just went back to my hairdresser and he shaved it. Yeah. And he shaved. And do you know what? It was nearly relief once mm. it was yeah. shaved. It's because done. then yeah. it was it's done. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I shaved it. And then, yeah, I felt a lot better. But like that, you go through all the different emotions. Yeah. And for me, the hair loss was definitely very hard for me. It, I really did find that yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But like, sure now my hair is short. Like it's after growing, we'll say. But... When I you really go back get it. You know, I don't know. Uh, Everybody's like, "Don't!" But really? now she's just pure. Now that I can, I'm right. Both. Yeah, like two hair appointments. Yeah, little little uh, what you call them highlights. Little highlights. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Look at yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think we should all get highlights at this stage. Um, <laughs> is there anything special in your diet? Do you have to watch your food now? Can you have like a, a dirty burger at two o'clock in the morning? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> like I'm all about everything in moderation. Do you know what she yeah. means? So. What I've started trying to do is following Sarah, of course, and looking oh, yeah. at all her meals. Very healthy. Do you know what I mean? They are, like, in fairness, yeah. the majority of them are. They're really good. But, um, no, like, I'll have, like, just say, for instance, I had a Chinese last night. Lovely. So, I had my Chinese last night, but then when I got up this morning, I had my pint of water with ginger and lemon yeah. and all the rice, and then I had a turmeric latte. No, oh, right. funny oh. that people will laugh. Like, <laughs> I'm going, well, turmeric fights cancer cells. Uh, Chinese well, okay. doesn't. Because yeah. I was thinking, you know, you grew up with ten, uh, <laughs> nine siblings and yourself. Who was thinking of a turmeric latte <laughs> <laughs> in the house of Nina? Absolutely nobody. <laughs> so now I'm more like, right, I'll have my turmeric lattes to try to unbalance the damage it. that yeah, I did yeah, last yeah. night. Yeah. And that's how, I, that's how I roll. Conscious. I'm conscious. But yeah. you know what, though? I would be now like, I'll have my greens. Like, Let's be honest, everybody knows the more vegetables yeah. and fruit that you eat, it's healthier yeah. for you. I know that there's people that have got, like myself, cancer diagnosis that, you know what I mean, that eat well. Mm. It's not about that. It's just about how you're feeling in general. Yeah. I just think that's where I am with it. So like that, I'd have a lot of supplements now, David. Like I'd eat all my greens. I'd throw mm. greens into my breakfast. I have seaweed, supple- I've all mm. of that kind of stuff. More yeah. like plant-based yeah. in a way than... Yeah. I wasn't a big meat eater. Would you share a bit of that with on people with Instagram? Mm. Okay. Yeah, Very I good. do. I do like the green smoothies and stuff like that as well. I showed them on Instagram. All I'm getting is messages going, Fiona, how do you swallow that? And they're going, <laughs> you did plenty of shots now in CPs. Yes, exactly. That you didn't like. Anybody's done a shot in CPs or in any nightclub can drink this. <laughs> yes. No problem. Yeah. Uh, Close I have, your nose. I have to say, it's been a fascinating conversation. Um, uh, oh, you're thanks. a beacon of energy. You're a beacon yeah. of positivity, positivity and light for people, which I think is great. Your story's fantastic. Fantastic. All from a family of 10 children, uh, trips around the world, uh, studying science, becoming a guard, and then your personal journey over the last few years. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh, thank really you really for having me, guys. Now, uh, so uh, we're, we're not, not finished. finished. We're not Gosh. finished yet because uh, we do this section of the podcast. Uh, normally I do it with Sarah and it's quick fire questions. Quick right. fire questions. You've no time to think. You just have to answer them. And uh, right. can I just say, and you can see by my book, that some of these are in pink. They were written by Sarah. Okay. Right. So I Blame didn't. Me. I didn't come up with some of these. For example, I did not ask whether you prefer skirts or trousers. <laughs> skirts. <laughs> skirts. It is. Uh, if I've tied on. <laughs> yeah. I legs, legs yeah. shaved. Heels or flats? Flats. But you, you've got the heights. You don't yeah. need the heels. There you go. Um, chocolate or crisps? Oh, definitely chocolate. 
Wow, I see. We're getting through these way quicker than you thought we were going to get through. <laughs> um, uh, would you rather a man who can cook or a man who can clean? A man who can clean. Really? <laughs> <laughs> She's just thinking, if Jamie Dorman, Dornan can cook, we're away. Um, uh, would you, uh, Australia or Ireland? Ireland's my home. Yeah. Yeah. Australia on holidays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a really tough question for you now. Tip for Liam or Mayo for Sam? Well, they're after waiting so long at this stage, I'll have to say Mayo for Sam. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, how long is... Yeah. I know, Mayo for Sam because... Definitely. Yeah, they'd all love it and they the boys would love it like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I've been to so many Tipperary matches as well. Like, yeah. you know, so they've had a lot of glory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And our final question, and it's yeah. a foodie question. Would you rather live in a world that uh, without caffeine or a world without meat? So the choice is no coffee or no meat. Well, I like my white meat at the moment. I'd have to say no coffee. No coffee. Yeah, good luck to the coffee. Should we yeah. have tea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll be fine. Fiona, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank, you, you, so much. Thank you so much. And uh, you've been our first guest. Little yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! Well done, everyone. Yay. Yay. Love that interview. You know, that's, a, that's our first interview. Brilliant interview. And I think it's going to be one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, you just, you never get tired of listening to her tell her story. No, you don't. It's just fantastic. What, the little book that she has. The yeah, li- the little things. The little things. It has lovely little quotes and stuff like that. And, uh, and her website actually is FionaMorganColeman.com. Okay, FionaMorganColeman.com. And you can find you out can how you can get that, that book. You can get and that book there. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, so I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that. Right, um... Back to normal type things. I say normal type well, things. these aren't very normal. These There's nothing normal clear. about this. I, I noticed that during the week um, you had fallen down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I did. I fell down the rabbit hole. You know, you're, all, you're on Instagram and then you just press. It's, it's like it's looking at you going, tap me. <laughs> I know what you saw. Yeah, you did. I, we can't realize it was so bad, but it, it made me go down a further rabbit hole. So I basically went into, um, is it, I don't know what it's called, IGTV, and there's all these crazy things, people um, doing crazy makeup and falling and cats jumping off roofs and all sorts of things. But I saw a big pot of something been boiled and I was like, seriously, this has to be a joke. Now, I can't, well, like, I mean, we can't, will we tell them what it was? Well, it, was a, it was a male member, but yeah. there was many of them. And I wasn't sure if they were humans or an animal. They were quite large and everything was intact there. Our partners um, have given us some uh, great suggestions <laughs> of what they think it might be. But we'll say no more. So they were been boiled now here in a big, now this wasn't an uptown castle bar, it was off in the middle of some did desert you, Did somewhere. you not think to yourself, this is, it's time to go to bed, Sarah, it's I time know. to go to bed, you've just found... in. You've got, so. I mean, if that's the end of the internet, you've gone right to the end, end. of the internet. I mean, I always that. seem to end up talking about disgusting food stories, considering this is meant to be a food show. I know, I know. So anyways, these books were having them and um, they were quite happy to be eating them, but uh, yeah, that made me further go yeah. into researching yeah. just things that... Yeah, you think you you sent it to me and uh, I was going really what were you looking at what where did this content come from Sarah so you went to Japan first I went to Japan and they um, have what they call it's um, Shirako now excuse my pronunciation we did have a laugh about this and I've no doubt I'm going to have many mess ups so it's Shirako it's a delicacy it's a delicacy and it translates as white children so (laughs) that is uh, the sperm sacs of cod fish or puffer fish and that's what they eat 
Sounds delicious. <laughs> Sounds like something I so, go for straight off the menu. You know, they also do a thing called tuna eyeballs, I which know. I think is the eyeballs of tuna. Yeah. And yeah. what do they do with that? They just like boil them or steam them. Oh. And, uh, can you imagine? I remember having to get eyeballs for science when you'd be in school. You'd have to go to the butcher and get eyeballs for Aye. a dissection. You went to posh school. They didn't have that in our school. Or did I? Yeah, yeah, did. did. I remember, yeah. I had to go and get eyeballs to dissect them. God, they're hard to, to cut. Oh, stop it. Oh, my God. It's like celebrity uh, jungle. From Japan to Cambodia Cambodia um, they would have a, a spider actually do you notice I've noticed a spider Stop. here with us in the studio Where? but look he's only tiny oh, no, he's, he's, right. he's only small uh, but the spider they would have it's a little bit bigger a tarantula tarantula fried tarantula but I found it very interesting that the reason they started to eat these is because they were now I'm going to make a mistake here they were eaten by the Cambodians starving so these guys were starving under the Kem Rouge regime. And now they're considered a nice little deep fried snack. They're not the ones that they covered in... um Chocolate, chocolate, no, something no. else was covered oh. in chocolate. Oh, yeah, okay. Ma- Mongolia, um, and I never knew... Uh, well, obviously, I, I knew that horses uh, gave milk. But <laughs> how do you milk a horse? And who found out that you could milk a horse first? You can. I, ha- I have actually milked a horse. Are you are joking me. Yeah, well, when you have a mare that's ready to, like, have a foal, they actually, they drip milk. Right. And when you want to get the foal to suckle, you have to kind of get the milk coming out so that they know where to go. And you get them in, and once they get the taste, it's like kittens when you have to teach them how to get the milk. Teach them. Um, See, I, so, so I could potentially uh, make beer. Oh, oh, so horses make Once this mare has her foal, <laughs> we and we ran out of wine, and I've already had a glass, and I can't drive to the shop. I'm heading off down to the stable. So you can actually make beer, and this is what they do in Mongolia. Come back a second again there. Come on, flower. Milk. We're making some beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the phone is like I'm having the beer <laughs> uh, so uh, so milk uh, fermented horse's milk yeah. made into beer it can be fizzy it can be sour it can be slightly alcoholic liquid no. mm. so I'll never well, be stuck well, well, what's, what's the next one there uh, no. I'm going to say locked 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 Locusts. Yay! Did I get it right? That took me about 500 attempts last night. Locusts. Locusts. Right, what do they do with the They're locusts? the guys that they deep fry yes. and they cover in chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate deep fried and they go down a storm in Israel. Yeah, I, I think I'd ch- I I ch- take that on. Oh, stop. I think it should be crunchy. Crickets it, is another one that they eat. What's yeah. what they're all eating these things? Protein. They're full of protein. I wonder is it that they, that's their potatoes to us. Yeah. Yes, didn't you? There Fine. you go. Uh, other places, uh, the Maasai, they do... Oh, we'd have to skirt around this one now. They do... What do they do with a cow? They don't milk it. Well, they milk a cow, but they don't milk they it don't, for milk. No, they don't. They actually use the cow's blood and they drink it in their diets. And they make it butter out of it and they have it as drink. But the great thing is, um, it's drunk raw and they don't kill the cow. So they manage to get the blood out of the cow without killing it. Uh, because obviously the cows are very highly valued. Um, but I'll tell you a good one. Yeah. Dad, when he used to do the farming years ago with his father, right. the first cow that they would kill, they would drink a pint of its blood. And he said it tasted like warm milk. Oh, so every God. year, the first, it was a good luck thing. I think it was a joke from your <laughs> grandfather. No, it wasn't. My father <laughs> I wouldn't think it was lie uh, What you do there now is you drink, for good luck, drink a pint of that. <laughs> you little shite, you. <laughs> I'd teach you to stay up late. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Tanzania. Very good. Spain. 
Um, Spain, this is a great one. I'd love to go to Liriaca region. Well, where... Yeah, before that, there's a very famous tomato fight in Spain mm. where they do, and, and apparently, I've watched a programme, it stink apparently, stink. The tomatoes are all rotten mm. and it's really smelly. How would they clean that up? Oh, I don't know. But the Riaca area, yeah. uh, which is, Riaca is uh, a type of grape for wine. Now, this is going back to like the 13th century. All right. So it's not like today or yesterday. No, but it would have been great crack to be back there then because they had a tr- tradition where they used to mark their land so Johnny couldn't go into Jimmy's field and then they all became friends. <laughs> Johnny couldn't go into Jimmy's field. Johnny the Spanish man, you're not allowed into my field, Jimmy. And I'm marking this here. But then they settled their differences and by throwing wine at each other. Wine. So there you go. Now there's there's wine thrown in Irish um, situations, but it's not um, no. to, to celebrate. It's, it's not wine. It's not to celebrate. No. Um, difference has been sorted. It's it's the opposite. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, now from there, uh, can I move on to? Um, your oh, the one, the one with the the, the mushrooms. Oh that yes, was a great one. Where is that the now? The Karakais uh, are a tribe in Russia. All right, I, I, I would go How okay you? Okay, I'm going to say that it's. Cracks. What is it? I'm going. I don't know. I'm going to say the Koryaks. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they'll be listening to the podcast. So. You never know. Because some book could land up in a Russian hat. We've we've had uh, we've had uh, a little look at the map from where people are listening, and um, yeah, we're, we're big in South America oh. and in parts of Africa. Well, there you uh, go. But we haven't cracked the Russians yet. <laughs> well, they freaking cracked me, so they have by hacking my bloody Instagram page. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this book who um, hacked my page was having these mushrooms so they're big into to having the hallucinogenic mushrooms oh. but one thing they just absolutely step beyond the line is they will drink the urine from somebody who's eaten them <gasps> because they don't see they don't want to waste any of the magic hallucinogenic eufor- euphoria sorry I just had a sick in my mouth there <laughs> <laughs> you know you so, know one of those things that you know, just sick in my mouth they don't want any of the powers to go to waste oh yeah, but then vodka was introduced to the region, so they they jumped on that one. Oh, so they don't yeah. do it so much anymore. So that was some of the very interesting things that I that, that I found, and but, I thought uh, were very interesting. The next, you went from there <laughs> to, to the fun facts of the royal families, uh, and um, I, I saw these are really, really, really. If they're true, they're really interesting. They are true. I've I've searched it. Google said so. <laughs> and if Google says it, it must be Google true. Google said so. So it's true. Go on. Go on. So the royal family. Um, it says the royals so I presume this could be royal families everywhere or are we talking about one particular royal family I think this is like the English royals okay British royal family yeah. um, they're banned from eating any sort of shellfish mm-hmm. like lobster crab shrimp um, yeah. for the simple reason that it's a risk it's a risk that they could get sick and food poisoning, food poisoning allergic they can't be heading off visiting other countries and be sick right. another thing that they can't eat now I'm so glad that I declined Prince William's proposal <laughs> when he did ask me before Catherine to get to marry him because they are not allowed to eat garlic oh yeah and this is a great one I never Why? knew this go on because it'll give them bad breath oh stink so if they're meeting Mr President but if two people have, have garlic well then they'd have to feed him garlic yeah so they'd be <laughs> stink together nobody'd know the difference yeah, they're not allowed to have garlic wow they're not allowed to drink tap water so that's fairly um, understandable I can't see the Queen out there taking a drink out of the hose after mowing the lawn okay um but yeah, and the other thing that I found was really funny. Now, I kind of knew this. Most people would do. But when you're at a function with the Queen, you have to eat when she eats. So she stops eating, you stop eating. 
It's like, can you imagine them? Uh, that wouldn't work now. Yeah, looking yeah. at her. What if you were starving? Yeah. I know your husband, it wouldn't work I with him. Know, like, God. <laughs> out, get out. So you have to do everything that she does when she's eating. Okay. So, so it's all very much a little um, dance of etiquette. So everybody has to wait. Uh, I, pre- I presume everybody has to wait and until she starts to eat yeah. before they can. You can't be sneaking the bread roll. No, no uh, you can't be at that. That's interesting because we, uh, these days people, when the food comes in front of them, they eat it. But I certainly remember growing up, you had to wait. You had to wait until everybody sat down and everybody had their dinner in front of them. And when everybody has their dinner, then you start. There would have been a little prayer in some houses. Not all houses, some houses, yeah, some a little houses, prayer. We, didn't do the prayer. Little we did it at Christmas meal. Day. That was the time we did it. Okay, so you have to wait and then everybody would start at the same time. It all starts And it's funny, when you go out for a meal with people, um, when you're kind of, when that's what you did. Yeah. Uh, but funny, I noticed it then as I grew up and you go out with a gang of people. And you'll sit down and you'll wait. And it's very interesting to see the ones who sit and wait. Mm. And the ones then who'll tuck in, lugs back. Horse into it. Lugs back. I'm going to be in. very careful about the next time yeah. I go to a restaurant <laughs> with you. Um, but it is true. Um, uh, and you, you, sometimes you could say, will you start yours because yeah. it's you going to get start, cold? Yeah. I still wouldn't start. It's to acknowledge it. I wouldn't start I'd, I'd wait. I'd wait yeah, until I think manners is a big thing. And like... Putting your fork and knife down. People don't know how oh, to do no. that. Licking the we're knife. Back to, we're back to the butter knife. <laughs> Licking the knife. Okay, I'll stop now, but that's where it ends. And but Dermot I, yeah. slags me sometimes and he'll do it on purpose. And yeah. I'm like, that knife's going to end up <laughs> not in your head, up your, you know where. You lick that knife again. Um, <laughs> but I, it was really nice. The, your grandmother was had a, a big part to play in <laughs> this kind of etiquette. Because oh, yeah. she used to say to you, if you didn't do it right, then you'd never go to you'd Paris. You'd never go to Paris. Yeah. Wow, and... Uh, and we did go to Paris. We did go to Paris. <laughs> so we did good. We did. Just before the first lockdown, we went to Paris for <laughs> Jesus, a weekend. We just about got home. And it was great. Uh, but uh, so when I met Jane first, if we were having dinner, I would leave the knife and fork down. Wouldn't think about it. Upside down, back to front. I mean, it's actually easier to leave them the right way. than the way some, it's like a clock. It's 10 to 4. Now our listeners understand how we've been trained. Yeah, so, so, it, it, oh, so check what you say there, 10 to 4. So, so what you do is... Halfway through your meal, 10 to 4. No, I'm saying some people just leave them at 10 to 4. Oh, and then yeah. as, yeah. A, as a, somebody in a restaurant taking a plate up, you're like, are you finished? Because that's how you tell the server you're finished. You put your fork down to the left and your knife down beside each other. I'm finished. If you're not finished, you turn them, your fork upside down and leave them kind of at an angle in a V. So whoa, the person whoa, 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 knows... Whoa, 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 whoa. There's too much now here. If I'm finished, the fork is which way? The fork is like a normal, the way a fork would be on the left. And, and if I'm not finished, it's... it's You turn it upside down, so the claws are like upside down on the fork. Never knew that. Yeah, did you not know that? Never and knew you that. you just kind of leave them like that, in a V. She hasn't been teaching me well. Yeah. No. So then the person who's in the restaurant knows, oh, they're not finished. Oh. But like, how are they to know? Well, they'd normally know if, if they're left wrong, because your man is licking the plate. <clears throat> there was... <laughs> There's a, there's a couple of people I've known. I sat beside a guy at a function once and he was a man who wasn't afraid of his food, you know, uh, and he horsed into it. And then I noticed on his plate at the end, there was a, just a little bit left at the corner of the plate. Oh, yeah, the, the fairies. I said, what's... The, are you not finishing that, are you not? And he said, uh, no, that's that's for the fairies. Yeah. Well, then you're for the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I always leave a little bit for the fairies. Wow. Mm. And do the fairies come and take it? Or? They come when I'm not looking. <laughs> it's the fairy dermot. 
as he scoops it into the bin. I just had a visual of Dermot in a fairy outfit stealing the last bit of my dinner. Uh, we, 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 we have our fairy is outside. It's a dog. He's huge. He eats everything. It's fairy great. Monty. Yeah, Fairy Monty eats the lot. Uh, the other thing, uh, I suppose, is about portion size. Something we talked mm. about a lot, portion size, over the last uh, yeah. number of podcasts. Uh, and particularly, you see in America, the program is Well, that's it. it. And like, why are Americans so obese? We went to America years <laughs> that's ago. That's a giant generalisation there. Sorry, American people who listen to this podcast. Okay, well, not everybody not is obese. Not everybody in America is. But okay, <laughs> come on. Call a spade a spade. I will tell you, we went to America and it was wow. You would go into a restaurant, you'd pay $10 and you could stay there all day long eating. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. It's eat all you want buffets. Yeah. So can you imagine Mr. Restaurant Owner is there going, I'm not buying organic carrots. Yeah. Lobbying a load of... The cheapest stuff the I cheapest can get. The cheapest stuff I can get. And cover it in salt. put it out there yeah. and let them horse into it. And boy, did they. they um, they'd be going up. Like, I mean, surely they got full at some point. But they didn't. They'd be going up for more. And we used to be fascinated. We'd go in and we'd have our one plate and we'd just sit there watching them. <laughs> and they were just like machines. Back up again, back up back again. Back up again. We, had, uh, we mentioned Paris there because we were lucky enough to travel before the first lockdown. Uh, our two families travelled to Euro Disney. And on a couple of nights there, we had those buffets. Mm. They, all you can eat. So mm. you pay your money and you, can, you, could st- you could eat everything if you wanted to. Uh, and in fairness, we were full fairly quickly. The food wasn't bad either. Yeah. And you would be nipping back up because your eyes would be bigger than your belly. You'd mm. nip back up and say, I might have this, I might have that. But then it was left behind. You ended up leaving it behind on the yeah. plate. Yeah. 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 You didn't yeah. bother with it. I'll tell you a funny story actually about manners. Little Miss, Miss Mannerly here. I wasn't uh, up to my etiquette when I was in Rome on our honeymoon. We got um, a recommendation. You have to go to this restaurant. It's the most amazing restaurant in Rome. So anyways, we booked the restaurant and off we went into the restaurant and it was all very fancy and we were brought to our table looking at the menu and um, the next thing I spotted this little footstool beside the chair. A miniature footstool. It was like a shoebox size. Okay. Uh, lovely fabric on it, little legs, and Dermot had one as well. And I was going, what are they for? Yeah. No, we were in a corner, and no, we couldn't see what anyone else was doing the footstool. Yes. So we assumed that you put them under put the table feet. and put your feet on them. So yeah. we were there going, Jesus, this is all fancy <laughs> with our ravioli and very fancy. So the next thing, didn't a couple of Italian people come in and she put her handbag on the footstool. You oh, it's never, a handbag it's thing. It's for your handbag. You never saw two footstools getting kicked out from the table. So Can fast. I just tell you, I was watching a program during the week and they were talking about women's handbags and they were saying the bottom of a woman's handbag oh, mank. has the same amount of germs as a, a toilet seat. No, worse than that. Ugh. A dog's bottom. No. <laughs> yes. But they do say that a woman's handbag inside, I can imagine the outside base of it yeah. is, they've done the she test. She leave it anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not good. So yeah, if you're in Rome and you see a little small footstool, it's for your handbag, not your feet. Can we finish this week with yeah. uh, your your new purchase that you got this week that you're, oh, I know you're just so excited about. Oh my God. I have a, I've got a PA. Yes. I've got a PA. So, Dermot went off and got me earpods. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think Earpods. So. so I thought they were just like wireless speakers. So I was listening to music on them one day. Now, I love that you can leave your phone over there and walk away from them. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to music and he was off, gone off somewhere. And the next thing, the music stopped and I hear, text message from Dermot Butler. <laughs> I'm on the way home. <laughs> you were like, I didn't realise you were going. I was like, that's kind of cool that she can talk to me and tell me, what, would you like to respond? And I was sitting there going, Yes. What would you like to say? 
You're joking. I swear to God. And I went, okay, see you soon. <laughs> okay, see you soon. Okay, to send to Dermot Butler. Yes, message sent. I wow. was like, oh my God. So then I went Googling it and I was like, she can do loads of stuff. So I got up the next morning, <laughs> like my usual six o'clock in the morning. There I was with my earpods in the sitting room, the door closed. <laughs> hey, sorry. What's the temperature today? <laughs> it's 21 degrees in County Mayo. <laughs> hey, sorry. Call Dermot Butler. Calling Dermot Butler. Oh, hey, sorry. Hang up. She does everything. You can ask her, um, okay, sorry. Google, or you have to say, hey, sorry, because then yeah. I kind of panicked. I was saying, okay, because we say, okay, Google. To the, the other kitchen. thing. And I was going, okay, sorry. And I was like, oh, no, maybe you've only got a certain amount of attempts that you can ask her questions, but it's, hey, sorry. Right. It's like a Google, and you can say, Google, the Queen, mm, you've been whatever. Using, you've been... You've been using them though for another reason as well. Oh, I just wear them and don't listen to anything. And yeah. you can't hear anything. Yeah, put it inside. Complete sound just silence. Because sound of silence. I definitely have. I'm 100% and I know your wife is the same. Yeah. A condition called, now I'm going to get this wrong, again, misopenia. No, it's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, it's a disorder where sounds, loud so- sounds can trigger. I go my- misophonia. Misophonia? Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, let's go with that. I'm usually wrong. Anyways, loud noises, instant bad form. Like, I, I understand how people can get into a rage and kill people, <laughs> but I would do it over loud noises. You know, these boy racers that boom and the prong yeah. comes out. Well, I'd run up the road and pull them out in the bathroom. <laughs> instant bad form. And it's so funny when me and Jane go walking and one of them goes by in their little zooped up cars with 14 exhausts and they do that. <laughs> the two of us are like, kill him <laughs> so um, yeah that's what it's called and it would actually want to drive you crazy so the rea- this is what the description of it on Google is their, um, their reaction can range from anger to annoyance to panic and the need to flee <laughs> so I'm wearing my iPods 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 just randomly around the house and Dermot's talking to me and all I can see is his mouth moving but I can't hear anything oh, I'm like it's fantastic and you great. get this, the silence <gasps> that you need yeah and that yeah. dear listener that is it have we not got a quick fire round I, we did it with Fiona. Oh, yeah. I don't get any, though. Oh, you do. You do. You do. Okay, quick fire round. Bagels or donuts? Donuts. Uh, read a book or watch the film? Watch the film? Yeah. Read the book or watch the film? Oh, watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> too hot or too cold? Oh, too cold. Would you rather... Get the good news first or the bad news first? Bad news first. Yeah, always bad news first. Yeah. And finally for now, would you uh, work at a desk or work outdoors? Oh, I think outdoors for sure. Even though our lives mean that we have to work indoors, but we would prefer to work outdoors. They were good, David. This time of year, yeah. Uh, And our final, 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 final story is... uh, Gosh. You can tell me now. So my brother has has an electric car... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to, have to edit that out now. We can't leave that word in. Uh, he's an electric car, and uh, he loves his electric car. And he he got a carport for it, which is a little thing you attach to the side of your house You're so that so he. <laughs> Everyone's going to think I'm such a dumbass. <laughs> so you can plug the car in uh, at night, so he can plug it in, recharge the batteries at night. And I was telling you this story, and you said, "Is that because an electric car can't get wet?" <laughs> It was a millisecond. It, it was no, a millisecond. Because no, then you looked at me for a while and you went, 
Oh. <laughs> Hold on. It was a millisecond thought. My COVID brain thought the car wasn't allowed to get wet or he'd be electrocuted in it. Oh, fact. Did you announce our winner, by the way? Our winner for oh, our yes, prize. Oh, yes, our winner for our prize of cookery books and lots of goodies, music, CDs and DVDs is Sarah Tracy, who... Um, as a new follower on Twitter. Twitter so brain. thanks, Sarah. Pop me a message and I'll get your address and get them on to you. And we'll have more uh, stuff to give away over the next few days, yep. weeks and months. Thanks for your company today. Thank thanks, you, Sarah. Guys. Thank you to Fiona for joining us earlier yes. on. We had a fantastic time with Fiona. Uh, hope we you will, enjoy it. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and keep telling people about it, sharing. Yeah. Keep on cooking. Keep on cooking. No licking. No licking. Lots of sharing <laughs> with yourself. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.